Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of the Russell Wortham Show coming to you live, commercial free, from my super secret bat cave. And this is the greatest Royal Rumble. No, not that one. It's the one uh, where. It was from 1992. Holy smokes. All the talent that was in this match at this time. Holy smokes. So uh, we are going to uh, be going through this. I'm going to do some commentary. And just kind of give you my my general feedback. You know, on, uh, you know, uh, what's going on in the match, showing all that. So, this was from 30 years ago. Last Wednesday was actually the 30th anniversary. Also, in 1992. And we just <clears throat> hit this milestone of uh, the Rockers breaking up. I remember that. Like it was yesterday, it was it was one of the most shocking moments, really, in WWE history. But uh, that all said, we are starting off with the uh, Rumble. We just started, so if you want to follow along, we are at excuse <coughs> me, we're at about uh, one hour and twenty nine minutes. Uh, into the show, so let's uh, hit uh, start, and first up, oh my gosh, British Bulldog, I mean, such an amazing, amazing talent, Uh, powerhouse, uh, I really think, given, you know, uh, like a, a real long, real long uh, title run, I, I think he could have really done some amazing things. I mean, yes, he was the Intercontinental Champion for about a cup of coffee <clears throat> and, you know, and all that. But, I mean, holy smokes. And who's number two? Oh, it's Ted DiBiase. <laughs> it's Ted DiBiase with Sensational Sherry. God bless her. I mean, she Sherry Martel, you want to talk about one of the most underrated uh, women's wrestlers. I mean, she was one of the very few women that kept women's wrestling alive. And here we go. They're coming in hot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> DiBiase and Bulldog are just going after each other. Boy, again, the amount of talent in this match is just amazing. Uh a lot of a lot of Hall of Famers, a lot of uh, just amazing, amazing talent. And uh, 
you know, in, in this type of match, you have to really pace yourself. And I, I know that sounds cliche. But, you know, <clears throat> especially if you're in the number one, you know, position, you've got to go an hour plus. You have to. There's just no two ways about it. I love DiBiase's just brashness. Oh, tried to throw out Bulldog, but Bulldog comes back in. And, oh, there goes DiBiase. Oh, ow. Uh, Maybe he can buy his way back into the Rumble. Oh, my gosh. Well, Bulldog took a a, a quick uh, run at it and... You know, I tell you, you know, that uh, that's the way you do it. You got to you gotta eliminate people as quick as you can. Conserve that energy. Who is number three? It's Ric Flair, of course. Of course, it's Ric Flair. And, and, and at this point, <laughs> at this point, Bobby Heenan was freaking the heck out. Oh my gosh. I I remember he was just freaking out. There's Mr. Perfect in tow. This is one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. And spoiler alert, everybody knows Ric Flair is going to win this thing, but let's let's see how this how this plays out. I haven't seen this in uh, quite a while. Oh man, Ric Flair, <laughs> Ric Flair, and British Bulldog. Holy jeez, Rick at this point was just starting his WWE career, and I don't know it. It it it's weird now thinking about thirty years later that Ric Flair at this point in nineteen ninety two was not really well known to WWE fans. Uh, he was in NWA for many 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 years. Then uh, of course WCW. Uh, here, uh, what was this, uh, about another two years from now, he'll be back in uh, WCW. Um, but wrestling was still kind of a regional thing at this point. This was not, you know, WWE and everybody else. It was pretty much a regional thing still. Coming up. Oh, uh, Jerry Sags from Nasty Boys. One of the uh, one of the toughest uh, guys you'll ever see. Uh, I mean, the Nasty Boys, man, they were they were big. They were big at this point. <clears throat> they were big at this point, and. Uh, just the amount of, of just amazing matches that they had with uh, you know, Legion of Doom, with 
natural disasters, uh, just to name a couple. I mean, my goodness. Flares unloading on Bulldog with the help of Jerry Sags. <laughs> I forgot they was rocking the skullet. Uh, Bulldog, though. And there it goes. Uh, nope, nope, skinning the kitty. Oh, but, oh, picture-perfect dropkick. Oh, man, Jerry Sags almost ran in headfirst into the barricade. At this point, it was still the steel grating. The steel fencing. <clears throat> but it's back to Flair and Bulldog. Ten seconds to go before the next entrant. And up and... Oh, beautiful power slam. Nobody could do it better than Bulldog. At least until uh, Randy Orton and Haku. This guy, I mean, you want to talk about tougher than $2 steak, as uh, the great Jim Ross would say. This guy, uh, Haku, uh, I mean, <laughs> I've heard some horror stories about this guy. Uh, I wouldn't want to take him off. But Flair and Haku and, and Flair begging off. I think that's rather wise. Haku and Flair goes under the rope, so you know he's not eliminated. Taking some some time out. Yeah, I, I, I think that's you know I, that's starting to be one of the most overused, I guess you could say tropes. Uh, and, and that is the whole, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to go, you know, under the top rope and I'm going to hide out for like most of the match and, and then come back in when it's opportune. It's, it's a bit played out at this point, but <clears throat> I tell you, Ric Flair, Ric Flair at this point. This was his introduction, I, I think, to WWE fans. Obviously, um, from a physical sense, but from just a, you know, just just a screen presence. Uh, Ric Flair at this point, I mean, he was he was he was he was doing all right. Oh, there goes Haku. Oh, speaking of, this is the newly christened <laughs> heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. And uh, this is, this is, this is right after, uh, this is right after uh, he uh, broke up with Marty Jannetty. Through Mary Janetti, through 
glass uh, glass window on the barber shop, and I mean, yeah, that's one of the most iconic moments, one of the most iconic turns, uh, uh, if not the most iconic. Oh, and John Michaels almost went over. Oh, super kick right from getting back in. I mean, holy smokes. Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels in the same ring at the same time. And, uh, of course, many, many, many years from now, uh, Flair and Michaels are going to be involved in one of the greatest and and really most heart-wrenching stories with Flair's retirement. Oh, (laughs) ride him horsey. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Another 10 seconds, and we've got another entrant. And Flair, oh, and Michael's, and here comes El Matador, Tito Santana. Quick story. Uh, I was, this was right around this time. WWE made uh, really one of their last appearances in Boise, uh, where I was living. Uh, And so went there and I actually got a high five uh, from Tito Santana. Holy smokes. I, it was one of the greatest nights of my life seeing Tito Santana, seeing Ric Flair. Uh, Ric Flair intentionally mooned <laughs> people that night. Uh, I can't remember who he was facing. Uh, but, you know, he had his trunks pulled down and, yeah, it was, that was... That was not exactly a, a sight to to behold. <laughs> uh, I tell you, I I know that we're in a different era, and I I know that uh, you know things may never go back to whatever the heck normal is. But you know, I wish WWE would be traveling more. Um, I, I wish that they would take some chances on on some places that they normally don't go to. You know, they um, went to Boise for the longest time, uh, you know, grew up every, you know, every year, you know, or, or, or so. They, they'd come out, um, but... Uh, then they stopped going there. Next up. Oh, it's the Barbarian. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, there was, um, you know, there was, there was a long time where WWE would come into Boise, um, but then they just stopped going. And I think it was right around this time 
uh, they, they stopped going to Boise. And then <clears throat> uh, when I uh, was uh, living in uh, Michigan, uh, some uh, years back, a uh, few years back, WWE would go to Saginaw, uh, but they, for whatever reason, refused to go to Auburn Hills, basically <clears throat> where I was uh, living at the time. Now, I don't understand that. I really don't understand that. Um, but, again, hopefully WWE will, will come back. Now, uh, they're they're not touching Tucson. I, I, I really think that they're missing out on some, some good money. People, people, you know, are willing to pay to, to see things like WWE, you know, and all that in some of these, I don't want to say smaller cities, but some of these, you know, more out of the way cities that you wouldn't think of, like Tucson, like Auburn Hills, like Boise. Uh, so hopefully WWE will rectify that. Next up, oh man. It's Gary Von Erich. It's Gary Von Erich. Holy smokes. Oh my gosh. I forgot that he was in this thing. I really, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And of course, he is, he's had history with, with Flair. They had to call him the Texas Tornado because of, you know, Trademarking and you know and all that, but everybody knew it was Gary Von Erich. Uh, the uh, the sad thing about Von Erich, you know, you know, this stage. Uh, was uh, that uh, he he actually lost his uh, his foot uh, in a really horrific, uh, really really horrific uh, motorcycle crash. Uh, I think this was about. I remember right about three or four years out from that. Um, and so he had to wear a, you know, prosthetic and, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was something. But, boy, Kerry Von Erich, holy smokes, working, working alongside Shawn Michaels. Now they're going after. <laughs> Here's Repo Man, <laughs> Barry Darso. You want to talk about a guy who, you know, went from uh, one of the absolute all-time greatest tag teams in in the history of wrestling demolition to uh, Repo Man. We want to talk about his golf gimmick. 
uh, in WCW. We, we, we won't talk about that one. But uh, <laughs> Repo Man, I tell you. This is just so awesome seeing the amount of talent that's in the ring right now. And we haven't even gotten to, uh, you know, the, <clears throat> you know, the, the main part of, of things. We've got Hogan, we've got Sid Justice, uh, we've got, uh, Undertaker, You know, we've got Undertaker. We've got Slaughter. We've got Hogan. We've got Savage. I think Warrior was in this thing. I mean, holy smokes. <clears throat> Again, so awesome seeing Flair and Von Erich in a WWE ring. I mean, how crazy is that? Oh my gosh. All right, who's up? Oh, oh, it's Greg Valentine. It's Greg Valentine, folks. We have a Greg Valentine sighting. Oh. <laughs> you know, Greg Valentine, um, uh, he he's really one of those just unsung heroes of WWE. Really does not get the uh, you know doesn't get the the credit that is really due to him. Uh, Greg Valentine, this guy is just money. Uh, very tough, very dependable worker. That figure four, I mean, you know, it, it's essentially the same move, but, I mean, Flair's uh, figure four is, is still, you know, the gold standard, but, boy, you want to talk about very close second? It, it's Greg Valentine. Very close second. Uh, and I, I say... Flair's the gold standard because of just how tight he, he can get the figure four in, uh, how deep he can get it in. <laughs> Flair raking the eyes of said uh, Greg uh, Valentine. Shawn Michaels, oh man, he is, he is skirting with disaster. Very few, oh, God bless you, Joe. Oh, God bless you, Joe. It's Snakelight Volkov. Uh, had one of the absolute greatest Hall of Fame speeches ever. And, uh, you know, he was saying, you know, hey, my English isn't so good. I'm like, 
it's better than a lot of people I've heard. <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of a knock, sorry. Uh, but no, was, in, in, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, uh, Nikolai Volkov at this stage of, of his career, I mean, you could tell he was starting to kind of slow down, but um, still very, very well received. Joe, just a, just a good guy. I wish I would have met the guy. Um, so, oh, and here we go. Oh, what did I tell you, folks? Figure fours. Oh my gosh. Flair and uh, Greg Valentine. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was, I just caught that out of the corner of my eye, folks. And it was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh. Uh, well, I think Joe got eliminated. And, uh, Oh, Shawn Michaels almost over again. Holy smokes. How many times has he been in danger? Who's coming up next? Oh, boss man. Oh my gosh. I mean, you want to talk about at this at this point big boss man is just absolutely on fire. This guy is Absolutely on fire. And Ray Trailer for his size and and what he could you know accomplish in the ring. I mean, if you want to talk about agile big guy, holy smokes. I mean, uh Andre could do a lot of great things, obviously. Um, oh, Repo Man's out. <laughs> and uh, he's going to skulk back to the to the locker room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, no, to finish my thought, Andre was obviously, you know, a great big man. Um, but in terms of, like, Agile, you know, you know, agile big men. It was, uh, you know, it was uh, Andre. It was, oh, and uh, Flair still sticking in there. But uh, it was Andre, it was Vader. Oh, and there he goes. Bulldog, Bulldog was in there. An awful long time, about 26 minutes by my count. Texas Tornado. Uh, but to Vader, certainly Andre, and Big Boss Man. Oh, and uh, Shawn Michaels, did, 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 was, was he out? I, it looks like he, he was. Here comes Jake Roberts. Or no, not Jake Roberts. Hercules, my apologies. <laughs> my apologies. Looks so similar. My goodness gracious. 
<clears throat> but yeah, Shawn Michaels is out. As is Tio Santana. So two big names going out. Barbarian uh, still still doing amazing things in uh, in the ring. And Flair, oh, oh, and there goes Barbarian. Oh, and there goes uh, Hercules. Now we're getting down to the brass tacks. Boss Man and Flair, holy smokes. Just the amount of speed that Bossman had. Oh my gosh. Super pumped. And oh, oh, and there goes Bossman. Oh, that was an unforced error. Tried to. <laughs> and there's the. There's the classic flair comical uh you know falling on his face trying to catch his breath. Been in there for about half an hour now. Who's up next? Uh Oh, it's Piper. Oh, God bless you, Piper. Oh, God bless you. Don't need to go through this again because just don't, but biggest, biggest regret of my life. Seriously. Had a chance to interview Piper many, many, many years ago. Thought, well, I'm I'm just getting started out with, with podcasting. I didn't really think that it was good enough, and and I mean, I mean, it's it's Roddy Piper. I mean, Piper's pit, the whole thing. I I'm like, I'm not worthy. And then he died. That was that was. Uh, I he said, well, maybe I'll, I'll I'll interview him later when I get more. You know, more under my feet, and. Uh, and he died shortly thereafter, and I, she's. So, you'll forgive me. I, it always, it always just makes me sad. Every time I I see Piper. But uh, anyway, uh, oh. I mean, Flair, I mean, Flair could be going out. Of course, you can't win the Royal Rumble <laughs> with the sleeper, but you can surely get him uh, unconscious enough to... Uh... And there's Jake Roberts. This was his trust me phase. Oh, my gosh. And Jake's like, no, no, I'm just going to stay right here. 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay right here. So it's so uh, amazing seeing him pull himself up to his feet with the you know grabbing the the top ropes. Um, of course, it's coming from a guy who's in a wheelchair, so. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Flair and Roberts, ooh, short clothesline. I mean, that is epic. Okay, DDT, that's it. And is he going to hit it on Flair? Oh, that would be so epic. He's got him cinched in and, oh, nope. Paper says nope. And oh jeez, Jake. And I mean, there's nothing they can do. There there there's no rope breaks. Oh my gosh. And here's the double team on Piper. Quick, uh, with about eight seconds to go, I'll, I'll tell you this after, uh, oh, it's Hacksaw. <laughs> Honest to goodness, I swear to you guys, he's my dad's favorite wrestler, like, ever. Uh, swear to you. Uh... Axaw, good heavens. Sky was just tough and why he he didn't win a single title, at least in WWE, is is just beyond me. But uh I tell you, um well so, just to let you guys know, uh, this may, may bleed into a two-parter. And I say uh, that because, uh, you know, uh, you know, show, um, you know, only has about an hour of, of runtime and that I can uh, record on before I have to do a second episode. So this may bleed into uh, the, uh, well, th this might become, you know, a, a four-parter instead of three. Follow me at the Wordathom. Or, no, not the Wortham, sorry, at, at Wortham Show. Yeah, Wortham Show. Uh, at Wortham Show. And, uh, you know, I, um, I, I said that uh, doing the 92 Rumble, the, fir the first women's 
uh, Rumble. And then, of course, we're going to be talking about uh, this year's Rumble later on today. IRS, Orion Archeister, Mike Rotunda. I mean, you want to talk about just a great, great gimmick. So, I, yeah, th- this was such a great, great show. I, I know I've said that a bunch of times. But, you know, it it really was such a great show uh, so far. A lot of great matches before the Rumble. Uh, but this this Rumble... I mean, just again, the amount of talent, I've said this before, I know, but the amount of talent was just staggering. So if you want to follow me at, uh, you know, at uh, Wortham Show, I'll spell it out for you, at uh, capital W, lowercase O-R-T-H-A-M, capital S, lowercase uh, H-O-W, at Wortham show uh, on Twitter. Give me a like, give me a follow. (laughs) All that good stuff. Uh, And uh, glad to, glad to have you all there. Oh man, it's Jimmy Snuka. Uh, I mean, I shake my head at Piper because of a lost opportunity uh, that I had. Um, I'm shaking my head with uh, Snuka for a completely different reason. Uh, Of course, there's uh, the uh, the unsolved uh, unsolved, uh, mystery. Of uh, him killing his his girlfriend, a lot of speculation whether or not he did uh, kill uh, his uh, kills girlfriend. Uh, I think they finally convicted him uh, some years back. I think it was third degree murder, um, but then you know he he died uh, shortly thereafter. But uh, <laughs> enough of the uh, enough of the the you know the icky stuff. Uh, how good is this exchange between Ric Flair? And Roddy Piper. It's just, oh my gosh. And now uh, Rick almost, oh, he is about halfway over. Jake Roberts finally just gives up. We've got about eight seconds to go. And uh, who's up next? Oh, business just picked up. Oh, good heavens. 
business just picked up one of the very first appearances of The Undertaker. Holy dang. I get chills just seeing this entrance. Holy muck. Undertaker, uh, such an iconic figure. Oh my gosh. And uh, one punch, and there goes Snuka. What the heck? And he's going after Flair now. I mean, that's a that's a matchup years down the road. Undertaker just squeezing the life out of Ric Flair. And there's another thrust by Undertaker. Very rudimentary offense by Undertaker at this point. Of course, he he really just was a master of of evolution. Uh pun uh, very much intended. Uh he's a master of evolution in his offense. Went from you know, kind of a rudimentary style to a brawling style. Then he went to submissions. Uh, I mean, he could do it all. Good heavens. And Savage. Just going nuts. This was uh, just after the old snake bite incident. And... Savage and and Undertaker. Holy dang, what? And Savage and Jake are going after each other. Oh, missed with the short clothesline. Oh, and Savage. Just beating the snot out of Jake Roberts. Good heavens. And he goes up to the top rope. Oh, double axe handle. No way could do it better than, than Savage. Oh, and in there goes Jake. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> Savage eliminated himself. Wanted to go after Jake Roberts. And did, did Undertaker just eliminate himself? Trying to go after Savage. I think this was just, just before I think this was just before uh Undertaker's turn. Joey Mirage trying to trying to restore order. Earl Hebner. Man, I mean, referees, wrestlers, I mean, such a star-studded 
Vince. And yeah, it looked like Undertaker did uh, eliminate himself. No, he's he's back in. I guess I'm a little confused. Nonetheless, and and Savage, I guess is back in too. I what is going on here? Ah, uh, nonetheless. Oh, yeah, no, Piper, you're not going to get Undertaker over. I'm sorry. You're just not. Oh, <laughs> uh, but Undertaker, oh, just manhandling Piper. And, and again, I could have sworn that Randy Savage had uh, eliminated himself. But uh, nonetheless, about three seconds away from the new entrant, it's the Berserker. <laughs> it's the Berserker. Long toe with Mr. Fuji. God bless you, Harry Fujiwara. Oh, God bless you. And, uh, It's just so dangerous uh, when somebody gets a body part tangled, you know, in into the ropes. Of course, people remember uh, Mick Foley uh, being uh, caught in the, you know, in between the ropes, you know, uh, and they couldn't get him, you know, out. So uh, he, you know. He basically, well, not just basically, he, he literally lost and you're over that one. So, uh, we are coming up on about 15 minutes left uh, in uh, the runtime of this show again. I may, may need to lead this into, uh, you know, just a real quick, uh, snippet to finish this up. But, uh, nonetheless, <laughs> said that bunch, uh, but, uh, anyways, uh, so Undertaker choking both Flair and Piper. Holy smokes. Uh, Who's up next? There's uh, two seconds. One second. All right. Oh, it's Virgil. It's Mike Jones. Mike Jones. <laughs> we got a Mike Jones sighting. Uh, you know, uh, people give crap to Virgil because, you know, he, he hits up the convention circuit like it's going out of style and, and all that. I can't blame the guy. I really don't. You know, you gotta, you gotta make a living. You know, wherever and however you can. A lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people don't uh, give uh, uh, Mike uh, I mean, a lot of credit 
terms of his in-ring uh, prowess, but he he was actually a really great wrestler. He's really, you know, actually you know, an accomplished uh, wrestler. I think he was a Golden Glove sub boxer. So, you know, Virgil, I mean, really was actually pretty, pretty good. <clears throat> Flair's almost halfway out. Undertaker is taking, you know, his turn now. And uh, Ring is Ring is filling up. Savage uh, in there, Berserkers in there, Duggan, Undertaker, Piper, Mike Jones. And there's another entrant coming in. And oh it's it's Colonel Mustafa AKA Iron Sheik Sheiky baby <laughs> Oh You wanna talk about one of the most prolific tweeters of our time. You wanna talk about a guy who just makes me smile. Uh, makes a lot of people just smile with his, uh, you know, quasi angry tweets. Uh, I love Sheik. Oh, <laughs> I love Sheiky baby. I can't remember uh, Raf Top. Um, the uh, the name of of the documentary, but go out of your way, go out of your way to uh, watch the documentary that they had on Sheik. Look at that massive humanity at the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. Holy smokes, that was incredible! Packed to the rafters. But no, getting back to 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 Sheik, go go watch his documentary. It's it's fascinating. It's heartbreaking. It'll take you on a bit of a ride, um, and it's just really. I mean, you want to talk about you know having an appreciation for for Sheik. Boy, yeah. So go go watch his documentary. It is it is fascinating to watch. Uh, Rick Martell. Rick Martell. This was a couple years out. Uh but it had uh one of the absolute greatest heel turns ever. Of course, uh, uh, you know, walking away from Tito Santana, WrestleMania Five. You want to talk about the blueprint for, you know, you know, a, you know, a heel uh, 
promo, especially after, you know, you break up from a tag team. You know, I'm sure there were other people that did, that, uh, that did this before uh, Rick Martel. But for all intents and purposes, for, for, for me, Rick Martel had the blueprint of, I was carrying you, this guy's dead weight, I'm the better person, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. And uh, Rick Martel... And, uh, you know, uh, this guy that, that absolutely should be in the Hall of Fame, one million percent should be in the Hall of Fame. I, I, I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to check this out really quickly. See if I can... Um, see if I can um, see if he was um, in the um, see if he was in the you know ever in the uh, the Hall of Fame. Let's see. Um, So, uh, yeah, no, not a Hall of Famer. Oh, my gosh. I want to start a, a petition on uh, Twitter and uh, see if I can get Rick Martel into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame. Hogan comes in. And, I mean, Hogan, you want to talk about uh, just an absolutely amazing run at this point. It was eight years in, into his, you know, WWE career. And, oh, oh, I forgot it was Hogan. Oh, Hogan eliminated The Undertaker. You want to talk about foreshadowing? Oh, goodness. Hogan uh, also eliminated The Berserker. Going after Rick Martel? I mean, holy crap, what? And Ric Flair, I mean, this was supposed to be the year where Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan main event at WrestleMania. But uh, WWE barnstormed uh, with the match, and apparently, according to WWE, uh, it was lukewarm at best, so people really... Uh, Threw some cold water on on this. Wouldn't be officially until uh, two years after this for Hogan and Flair to have a one-on-one match. Now, if you go to uh, Peacock and you uh, look at the hidden gems uh, inside of the WWE uh, portal, 
uh, you'll see, I think it was from 92, 91, 92, uh, at Madison Square Garden, there was Hogan and uh, Flair. So, they did wrestle in WWE. Um, but, uh, uh, Piper, uh, and, oh, 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 Piper's almost out. He's about halfway over. Oh, he's holding on literally by one hand. That is impressive. Skinner going after Hogan. And, uh, of course, Flair is still in there. Well, um, I tell you what, uh, I'm going to pause this uh, just uh, here. Uh, and after the next uh, person comes in, I'm going to pause this. I'm going to do kind of part two to finish up the rumble. And, uh, oh, it's Slaughter. <laughs> it is Sergeant Slaughter. All right. So, uh, we will be right back with the conclusion of the greatest Royal Rumble 1992. Do not go anywhere. <laughs> 